I really truly believe that outcomes are going to get better, we'll deliver a better clinical product, and we'll continue to put the patient first. Welcome to Transcending Home Care. Stan Massey of Transcend Strategy Group holds vital discussions with other experts on insights and ideas to help providers succeed in the ever-changing landscape of home-based health care. For more than 18 years now, Stan has helped providers of home-based care build their brands to increase referrals, admissions, patient days, and performance scores. This episode features a conversation with special guest, Mark Hunt, Vice President for the Home Health Division of Covenant Care, based in Southern California. Mark has worked in the post-acute care industry for more than 15 years, including executive positions for some of the biggest brands in the business. With his deep experience, Mark brings a distinct perspective on challenges and opportunities presented by the new PDGM era. Mark, thank you so much for joining me for this episode of our podcast. It's a pleasure to have you as our guest. Stan, it's my pleasure to be part of this. Well, I think it's fair to say that most home health providers are anxious, to say the least, about the patient-driven groupings model and the significant impact it will have on care delivery and reimbursement. What are some of the biggest challenges and concerns you've been hearing from your colleagues and peers in home health? You know, Stan, I think it's... um probably an understatement to say that we're a little bit anxious about it. The foremost thing is making sure that you do understand the basics of PDGM and then really digging into the implications for your own organization. The reimbursement system is not very complicated, but it is complex. There's a lot of moving parts to it. So to understand it and understand the implications to your own agency is so critically important. I mean, I think back to eight, nine, 10 months ago, even some of the best thought leaders in the country would make recommendations. And now they're saying, well, hang on a second. The more thought we've given it, the more we've dug into it. The Some of the early thoughts about it were saying, don't take that left-hand turn as much. So understanding the methodology behind it, then getting the implications, not just financially, but the clinical delivery implications, the operational implications, the implications on the employees within the company, and then being very methodical, being very thoughtful about the mitigation strategy that you've got to develop for your company. And then one of the things that that I've talked to many of my peers about is not only getting the, the mitigation strategy is how and when to begin to talk to the team, talk to your employees about what is PDGM, what are the implications, what is the mitigation strategy. And for us, we've been very purposeful about which level of the organization to talk to and when to cascade it through the organization. I mean, we've got a business to run right now under our current reimbursement system and you don't want to make changes too soon, but you can't wait too long to prepare 
So we've been very thoughtful, very purposeful about when to deliver the message and to whom and how much to deliver at what time. That makes a lot of sense, Mark. I think a lot of people have been so focused on the challenges that maybe they haven't paused to think about the opportunities. With the new structure in reimbursement, what are some of the opportunities that you see for home health providers to maybe do a better job than they have done historically? There are a couple things, Sam, that, that jump out. Given the big cash flow implications that are going to hit, and specifically around the changes with the wraps, I really truly believe that there's gonna be a number of the smaller home health agencies that won't make it. Probably in the April, May, June timeframe next year when cash flow becomes such an issue, there will be a number of agencies that will go out of business. So I think there's going to be a lot of opportunity for growth for those organizations that do make it and there will be most of us will make it but so there's going to be plenty of opportunity for organic growth as these smaller organizations go out of business once we get out of this thought process about volume about therapy volume being delivered and we begin to focus on what's right for the patient and i want to be very clear about this the good organizations have always been focused on the patient first but a volume driven reimbursement system has given an incentive for bad players in the industry to do bad things so as a whole pdgm has taken volume out of the picture with the therapy domain going away so as an industry i really truly believe that outcomes are going to get better we'll deliver a better clinical product and we'll continue to put the patient first. Very interesting observation. Uh, sobering news for maybe some of the smaller players or those who aren't uh, doing what they need to be doing to stay in business, but sounds like opportunities for others. As the home health providers in our audience know, PDGM is introducing a new coding system with 12 principal diagnosis groups and a whole slew of secondary <laughs> diagnoses. Yeah. So what do you think is key for providers to get the coding right so they can not only deliver the best care for the patient, but optimize the reimbursement? Five years ago, when I came to our company, we did something I think that was very uh, appropriate at the time. We consolidated our QA department, we consolidated our coding, we brought it out of the branches and made it a centralized department. But as we go forward into this new world, we, like a lot of other companies, are looking at the potential of outsourcing. We haven't made a decision yet, but I think it's very important for companies to look at, are you doing that you can possibly do. And the way that we are looking at it is we are not looking to optimize, we're not looking to maximize our reimbursement, but we certainly are looking to make sure that we're being reimbursed appropriately for the services that we're providing. So we are looking at, do we partner with one of the companies in the industry that that's what they do every day? I mean, it's not one of our core competencies we're here to deliver care. So if we can outsource a function that we can get a better product out of, then we're certainly going to look at that. 
And if there are the opportunity to pick up revenue for the comorbidity adjustments, and if it's clinically appropriate, then we want to make sure that, again, we're being reimbursed for the services that we're providing. That makes total sense. Part of the equation is getting the right conversation with the referral sources, physicians and others. What should home health providers be talking about with their referrers to better accommodate the changes from PDGM that are going to start in January? So we thought long and hard about this, Dan. We, in fact, yesterday, I had about a 50-minute conversation with our divisional medical director. And what it centered on was the questionable episodes or the ineligible diagnoses. And right now, I think the industry-wide percentage is about 18 to 20% of all diagnoses won't be reimbursed next year under PDGM. So I think the conversation needs to start happening right now with the referral sources like ALFs or boarding homes or physicians where you sometimes don't get the HMPs, you don't get these specific diagnoses that you may get from a skilled nursing facility or from a patient that's being discharged from a hospital. So. We're going out and we're going to educate the, those very specific groups of referral sources very at a high level on what PDGM is, but the type of diagnoses information that we're going to need so that we can care for their patients with the right diagnoses. And, you know, frankly, there are things that we've kind of shot ourselves in the foot our company and maybe as an industry in the past by making it easy with the referral forms. We looked at our referral form and sure enough, we had five or six boxes to check and those were the common questionable episodes, making it easy for the assisted living facilities and for some of the physicians. Well, framing things in terms that are important to the audience are always what transcend talks about with our clients as well. So seems like a, a really good practice to do. Another significant change with PDGM is a new low threshold on home therapy visits. So what are some of the major implications of this change and what are your thoughts on how providers can adjust their care delivery model or staffing or other aspects accordingly? So as we look at the business as a whole, I think people have gotten so hung up on therapy visits because the therapy domain has been taken away, the, the therapy thresholds, the number of visits is a part of reimbursement. So we are looking at it very holistically to say, how do we appropriately deploy the resources to the patients that are needed to provide the, the appropriate outcomes. So we're looking at as a utilization management process. So whether it's therapy visits or whether it's nursing visits, our intent is to make sure that our clinicians are doing the assessment and working with our clinical management team at that magical moment of determining what the care plan is that we're gonna deliver, hopefully, the right number of nursing and therapy visits. 
Now, there's technology on the market that we're looking at that will give the clinical manager some information to help he or her collaborate with a clinician. The last thing we ever want to do is take the decision-making out of the clinician's hands when they're there in the house with a patient. That is their job. That's what we pay them to do, and they're licensed to do that. But we want to give information to the clinical manager to help them have the right conversation with the clinicians to be able to help determine what the resource utilization should be for that specific patient. And as we go forward as well, there's technology in the marketplace that we could augment the number of visits with potentially virtual visits whether it's remote patient monitoring or telephonic visits or there's technology that's out there now and that's coming that could be different types of virtual visits. So it's the touch points that we want to have with a patient during the billing periods. I call it myself, I started to say the episode, but it's the episode of care and the number of billing periods, how we touch the patient clinically appropriate and managing the utilization of our resources during that episode of care and the billing periods. So it's, everybody seems to point toward therapy because therapy has come out of the equation for reimbursement, but I think it's more than just therapy. I think we have to look at nursing as well and our utilization in total One thing that you and I have not talked about in the past that I'm curious uh, hearing your answer to that question, which was very thoughtful, by the way. What is the impact going to be on this balance between some lower thresholds for certain aspects of care? And do you see an impact happening with lupas? And what are some of the major pitfalls of lupas you see with (laughs) with PDGM and any advice on on maybe how to approach those a little bit differently? (laughs) What a great question. When I was at the financial manager conference with NOC, one of the speakers said, how many people in the audience are going to go back and talk to their clinicians about PDGM? And I was shocked that less than half of the people, there were probably 450 people in the audience, less than half raised their hand. And we are one of the ones that are speaking to our clinicians and specifically we're talking about lupas because our delivery model may be a little bit different, not the care that we provide, but the delivery model simply because of lupas. And the discussion is obviously we want to continue to front load visits as appropriate for the the specific patient to make sure that we don't have 30-day readmissions or any hospital readmissions during the episode. But we also need to think and, and we need to have critical thinking. It's not some rote number of the frequency and duration, but have critical thinking to taper the visits over the episode and be cognizant of the number of visits in the two billing periods given the lupus. So as we talk to the clinicians that the 
every every clinical group could have a different lupa and those could change during the two billing periods and their heads are about to explode as we're talking about that i said guys we don't really want you thinking too much about that we want you focused on the care however thank god that our emr has the ability to say if you miss a visit or if you move a visit, that could put you into a lupa during this billing period. So be very aware of the things that you do that is really not part of the care that you provide, but if you do something that you are in control of, like missing a visit or moving a visit that could cause a lupa, we want you to be aware of that because that will impact the care that or that will impact the reimbursement that we give without you changing the care that you're delivering. And then their eyes light up and go, oh, we can really help the company that way. Well, absolutely. That's fantastic. Uh, a good EMR is a great tool if you can find one. That's a topic for a whole other <laughs> podcast. Your observations and advice have really been helpful. Uh, is there any other insights or advice that you might want to share with providers that we haven't talked about yet as we get closer and closer to the launch of PDGM? As a company, contract therapy is a big piece of our direct cost. Unfortunately, it's too high. But I called up our three top contract therapy companies and I said, with PDGM coming, we need to relook at our contracts. We need to find a mutually beneficial way for us to work together because the days of guaranteeing the 40-hour work weeks, those days are gone. And their comments range from what is PDGM to we don't believe that PDGM is going to take effect in January. And I laughed and said, well, guys, either you're trying to negotiate with me or you've had your head in the sand too long because it's coming and your business model is at risk in a big way. So the companies that use contract therapy like we do, I think that's it's going to be diminished and we need to think about how we rework those contracts. And I do believe that one of the uh, tenets that we're looking at is that we want both our therapists and our nurses working at the top of their license so I think the utilization of more paraprofessionals is going to become more and more prevalent as well. But I guess that in closing for me, what we've told our employees is that this is just a reimbursement change. It doesn't change the way that we care for our patients. This is very good for the industry. The, the model itself is good for the industry, except for the behavioral adjustments, I think. But we will get through this and we will come stronger as a company. I'm sure your company and colleagues found that very comforting to hear. I would summarize by saying that very overarching messages from you today seem to be about forming really good partnerships with your referral sources and perhaps some other collaborators in the care delivery model and really paying attention to the details on a patient by patient, case by case basis to uh, meet the spirit and uh, the intent of PDGM. Uh, does that sound about right? 
Yeah, and just getting into the details and don't overreact. Don't make too hard of a left-hand turn until you really think through the implications because there's going to be unintended consequences, so don't overreact. I think that is very sage advice. Mark, again, thank you so much for being our guest today. Uh, wish continued success to you and to Covenant Care and to all those patients that you care for. Stan, thank you so much. Thanks for listening. Watch for future episodes of Transcending Home Care on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcast. For more content, visit transcendgroup.consulting.